They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right, off and rolling here, another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your day to listen. Uh, I know that between my last podcast and the one I did before that, it was like four months that I didn't do one, but we're going to try to uh, start dropping podcasts at least once a week, um, which means I got to get on my shit because I got to be doing stuff to talk about with you, right? I mean, that's basically how it is. Uh, as I'm recording it, it is the 28th of August, so we're wrapping up summer. The summer of 2022 uh, kind of quietly coming to an end, and I got to tell you, it's been the best summer I've had in a very, very, very long time. I did some traveling this summer. I did a bunch of stuff. Um, the traveling I talked about in the last episode, my trip to Vegas uh, that was accompanied with my trip to L.A., which was a fantastic time. Went out on a friend's boat this summer, uh, actually got in the lake, which if you know me personally, you know that I am not a big swim or get in the water, like fresh water, whatever the case may be. Not really my thing, but I hung out in, uh, in, in Saratoga Lake for a few hours and had some fun, drank some beers, was out on the boat and had a great time. Uh, just did a lot of stuff this summer, like a lot of stuff. And it was probably the best summer of my life, at least in recent memory. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think back. I mean, obviously, there was the summers where I made trips to, to Florida to visit mom. And uh, we went to Disney and we did a bunch of stuff. And those were a lot of fun. But consistently for me, this summer has been just very, very good because we're always getting into something. We're always doing stuff. And uh, we're not just doing it for the gram. We're not those people. You know, I'm, I'm trying to take pictures and and uh, post as much online to show you that I'm out there living my best life. But that's not really my style. Um, I don't do a lot of stuff for social media. I do it. And then I like to put it out there. And it's not really a braggadocious thing. You know, it's more so just like, hey, I got to do some stuff and took some pictures. I want you to see it where there are people out there that are like, look, I'm doing all this stuff and uh, I'm living it up and I got it like that. And I'm doing all this stuff and I'm well off. And man, that's not really what it's all about for me. It's just I took some pictures while we were out and about doing things and uh, I want to put it up there for all my friends to see. Uh, I'm not sure if that came through, but excuse me. Um, let's see what else went on. I mean, we went to, we went to see Bill Burr last weekend, which was amazing. He played SPAC, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, which is a very, very unique venue. It's an amphitheater, but also has a lawn for you to sit on. I don't think there are a lot of places out there that are, are set up like the SPAC venue is. I'm sure there's a few uh, that I can think of that are amphitheaters, and they do have lawns. I think Bethel Woods is set up like that. I think there's a place out near Buffalo that is, uh, that is like that as well. But it, there's not a lot of places like SPAC in the world, and uh, Bill Burr's set was absolutely amazing. I was kind of hoping that our boy Mark Saratella was going to get up on stage. I think he was at the show. I could be wrong. Um, but Marcus from the area lives out in L.A. now as a stand-up comic. I referenced his show uh, on the last podcast, as a matter of fact, when we got to see him do his thing. Uh, but he was kind of thinking maybe he would get up, but, you know, obviously uh, the, the the set is kind of 
hard timed for them to do what they got to do, and uh, it would have been awesome to see him. But the show, it's not like I'm complaining because the show would have been, you know, it, it would have made the show, and that's not to take anything away from Mark. But it was an amazing, amazing show. Bill's set was fantastic. I know he was feeling himself a little bit because the following night that he played here, he was on his way to Boston to be the first ever stand-up comic to play Fenway Park. Now, while I'm a Yankee fan um, and I'm supposed to hate Fenway Park and all things Boston, I do like the park. I do like Fenway as a stadium and and to be the first stand-up to ever do a set at um, at Fenway Park, I think is amazing for Bill. I know he's originally from the Boston area. He is a huge New England Boston fan. So good on him to get to do that. And it looked like Boston was sold out. Like Fenway Park was was sold out. So that had to be quite an amazing feeling for him to get up there and essentially doing a stadium. You know, there's there are few comedians that are on that level where you can sell out or perform at a stadium. Sebastian Maniscalco can do it. Uh, Kevin Hart has done it. I think Chappelle has the pull to do it, but every time I see a Chappelle special, he's playing smaller venues, which I don't blame him, but I think Chappelle could definitely do a stadium run. At one point, uh, Dane Cook was there. Obviously, he has fallen off. Um, he's still doing comedy, and, I'm, and again, I'm not saying anything about Dane. I'm just saying I don't think he has the mass appeal anymore to to do stadiums, but I know at one point he could have. I'm trying to think. I mean, if Eddie Murphy were to make a comeback in stand-up comedy, I think Eddie Murphy could do a stadium tour and have no problem selling tickets because it's Eddie Murphy. Um, but, you know, so for Bill Burr to get up to that level to – and he's not doing a stadium run. Like, that's that's not the thing at all. Like, Fenway, I think, was like the only quote-unquote stadium that he's performed at. But uh, he, he's definitely there. I think I think he could do it. I don't know if he would be selling out like, you know, stadiums like football stadiums or or even uh, soccer stadiums overseas. I don't know. I don't know if he would do that or not, but I would be there if he were to do something uh, down in the city at like Giant Stadium or Yankee Stadium, which he would never do because he hates the Yankees. Um, I would want to go see that. His, his set was absolutely amazing. I would have to say, you know, I saw Carrot Top when I was in, uh, when I was in Vegas because he has his residency at the Luxor, and uh, that was great. We laughed, like, almost the entire time. I would say 98% of the time with Carrot Top, we were laughing. Well, with Bill Burr, same thing. We laughed from the start of his set, from the moment he walked out on stage till pretty much the time he said goodnight and thank you. Uh, the set was absolutely amazing. If you have an opportunity to see Bill Burr live, I would definitely do that. I mean, he opened up with a bit about the venue. Like I said, SPAC is a very strange venue being an amphitheater. So, like, the back of the theater itself doesn't have a wall. It goes out to the lawn. And he, you know, he went in and saying basically, like, it looked like a... a uh, an unfinished theater like they forgot to put in the back wall or they 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 just changed architects at one time and they said screw it we're not putting in a wall and people can just sit on the lawn but the way he delivered it and his setup for the whole thing was absolutely fantastic so uh that was a highlight of the summer for sure obviously my trip west was a highlight for the summer but we've been just constantly doing things like yesterday hung out at a friend's house uh, my boy Dimas had us over just a couple of us I think there was like five or six of us we hang out we drank beers we ate food he made a brisket that he smoked for like 14 hours the flavor 
flavoring on the brisket was absolutely amazing. So a tip of the hat to uh, to my boy Dimas on a great job making the meat. Uh, that, that is such a weird statement to say, but the food was absolutely delicious. I brought my DJ stuff with me. Like I brought my speakers and my controller and my laptop and all my stuff. And I DJed the house party that it was. And even, even though it wasn't really like a party, it was only, like I said, it was, it was six of us. But I DJed from like three o'clock in the afternoon till about 1030. So we're just playing music, having a good time. I let my friends uh, mess around with the DJ equipment enough. Obviously, you know, I don't just let anybody jump on my equipment because although I am not a, uh, a world-renowned DJ, I'm not even uh, considering, I don't even consider myself one of the best DJs of the people I know. You know, I'm really just starting out and just getting into it, but uh, I have a lot of fun doing it. But let my boys mess around with the equipment a little bit and show them kind of how to use the program I use and, and the controller itself and let my buddy Chris uh, play around a little bit on that. I was busy playing cornhole, which me and Dimas played. Uh, we were a team, and every game we won, I think we finished the day like 7 or 8 no. like we, we just We just couldn't lose, and it, it felt really, really good. Although the first game I played was scary because I hadn't played cornhole since like last year or even more, and um, couldn't find the range. It was just airmailing everything, like and not airmailing it like it was going in. I was literally airmailing the board, like just right over the top of it. So uh, obviously my, my range needed to be found, and once we found that, Really couldn't really couldn't mess with us yesterday, and you know I'm not saying that Demos and I take on all comers and we're the greatest thing to ever happen to cornhole, but we played well yesterday. Did some swimming, had a great time. It was just it was just a lot a lot of fun. But uh, so to go back into the summer and just the stuff we've done, uh, we went and saw Maverick. If you have not seen Top Gun Maverick yet, and I know it's been out for a while, I highly recommend seeing the movie. I won't get into it. I will just say that if you haven't seen it and you were a fan of the original Top Gun, there are a lot of callbacks to the original movie and a lot of uh, homage paid to, or is it homage? 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 Whatever. Uh, they paid tribute to the original movie in a bunch of different ways. It was just very, very, very well done. And that's not, I'm not throwing it out there like I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. Um I haven't seen his entire body of work for Mission Impossible and all the other stuff that he's done, but he did a great job with this movie, and I know he had a, a hand in it. It's not like he directed it or produced it or anything like that, but I know on set with Tom Cruise, he's in charge of a lot of things. He really commands respect and uh, control of his movies when he's making them, and uh, he did a great job. Like Maverick is amazing. It is on Amazon Prime or Amazon Prime Video at this point, uh, you can get it. It's like 20 bucks to buy it, which my girlfriend and I did the other day when we saw it. And I was like, ooh, it's like a three-hour movie. And it was a, like a Wednesday night, and I decided I'm just going to watch the whole movie. And I did. Like, I started watching it at like 9.30, 10 o'clock, and, and was like, okay. It had to be Wednesday. I think Wednesday was was the night the Yankees had off. So we weren't watching the Yankee game So because they were traveling out to uh, out to Oakland. So I was like, I'm watching it. She fell asleep while we were. I ended up staying up for the whole thing and watching the movie. Uh, everyone I've spoken to that has seen the movie has absolutely enjoyed it. So I would definitely recommend seeing Top Gun Maverick. Not that they need my help or my plug of the movie. It's it's grossed over a billion dollars worldwide, which is absolutely fantastic. One of the most successful movies of all time. So um, if you haven't seen it. I recommend it. Even if you were just like a casual fan and you're like, yeah, I've seen Top Gun. It was a good movie. I would recommend seeing Top Gun Maverick. Definitely. I would I would definitely recommend seeing that. I'm trying to think, like, what else is going on? Oh, my, you know, and then last week I talked about DJing the block parties, which was a ton of fun. Um, 
I got to got to be a part of the Albany Empire and and their block parties, which for me was absolutely amazing. Knowing the guy that owns the team and the and the president of the team and graduating high school with them, I was honored and humbled that they reached out to me. As as I said earlier, I'm I'm really just starting out in this DJ gigs stuff, the DJ business, and uh, for them to reach out to me and go, hey, we would really really like for you to do these, um, was a great honor. Like I was. I was blown away. I was flabbergasted when they asked. So, you know, it was it made me feel really, really good that someone was thinking of me as as the DJ that they wanted to come and uh, and put on a show, essentially, for the block party. So hopefully next season, uh, as we roll into the new Albany Empire season next year, they ask me back. I get to do a little bit more with the team. I think that would be awesome. So Levac or uh, Quarta, if you're listening, just let, I'm just letting you know I'm available. I would love to be a part of it. Uh, so starting out DJ in the summer, that was a that was a huge highlight. We took some real steps forward in the process of me becoming a better version of me this summer, which I think is uh, which is absolutely amazing. And of course, doing all the Halix hitting garage tour stops that we did in all the camps, had a blast doing that stuff. Um, we did, uh, gosh, we did five five six camps. Had a ball at every single one. Got to DJ those, and I know the kids enjoyed them as well. So. Hopefully, God willing, uh, next year we continue on with that uh, in some capacity. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what the future holds with Halleck's Hitting Garage. I know that things are up in the air at this point, and that's all I will say. It's not my business to plaster personal business of anyone all over my podcast. Just this not what we're doing. I, I started a new podcast, as a matter of fact, uh, called the uh, the Undisputed Podcast which is myself, uh, a friend Frank Ferrero, and also Bobby Fish. If the name Bobby Fish sounds familiar to you and you are not a graduate of Colony High School from my class, the name Bobby Fish sounds familiar to you because you're like, oh, I've heard of that guy because you're a fan of professional wrestling. Bobby Fish is, is doing amazing things with professional wrestling. He's been a part of NXT with WWE. He is, uh, was a part or is a part of AEW, which is you know the, the hot up-and-coming um, promotion. So Bobby talking wrestling and, and just kind of, you know, us shooting the, shooting the breeze about things that are going on or that have gone on. Uh, we've only done one episode so far. You can check it out on the same platform you're listening to this podcast on. But I highly recommend it, especially if you are a, uh, a podcast fan. The Undisputed Podcast, definitely check that out and uh, follow the podcast or subscribe to it, like it, whatever. We do have more episodes planned and will be coming out. Uh, we're going to try to do them on a pretty regular basis. Bobby's schedule pending, obviously, because he is the busiest of the three of us in this with him having to travel and, and work and stuff like that. So, But subscribe to that podcast, The Undisputed Podcast. Uh, it sounds like I'm plugging other people's podcasts on this one. It's amazing. But it's actually mine. Like, it's it's my podcast. And, of course, you know, I still have the Psychic on the Scene podcast. So those of you into psychics and uh, paranormal stuff, also uh, a podcast for you, Psychic on the Scene with Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito. It's available where you're listening to this podcast as well. Subscribe to it. Uh, share it. Like it. The whole nine yards. Really, is that, I mean, is that really all we're getting into? I got a, a short work week coming up here, and then uh, we got the Labor Day weekend, the unofficial end of summer, which, uh, it sucks. I mean, we're going to get into the uh, the fall and winter very, very soon here in the great Northeast, which, you know, fall is beautiful because we get to watch the leaves change colors, and the, the foliage is fun to look at, but then the leaves fall, and you got to rake leaves, and 
clean them all up and all that fun stuff. And then the snow comes in and got to deal with snow. And snow is not fun to drive in or anything like that. So if you live in a climate where, you know, there's snow and whatnot, you're like, yeah, no, I get that. Like, snow sucks. Definitely not a fan of having to shovel or snow blow or drive in it. But that's on the horizon. So for those of you that complained about how hot it was this summer, just think, in a few short weeks, a few short months, whatever the case may be, a couple of months, there's going to be snow on the ground. And you're going to be wishing for that that cold or that hot weather once again where you know you don't have to shovel heat <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it doesn't do anything we get some thunderstorms and whatnot but we don't have to shovel the heat um and i know there I've, I've seen people on my social medias and they're like oh screw this hot stuff i'll take the winter any day and i'm like man no uh-uh mm-mm. like i don't be like being hot hot but i could just stay inside in the air conditioning um and i'm cool with it like if i have to leave the house you know i don't have to worry about unsafe driving conditions and sliding off the road or into a ditch. Knock on wood, don't want to jinx myself as we roll into winter soon. Um, so now give me give me the spring, summer, early fall weather all the time, and I'm good with it. Like 80 to 85 degrees. We got to deal with humidity, but it is what it is. I would take no humidity. Got to be much better. But 80, 85 degrees, sunshine, and able to do things outside, have get-togethers like we had yesterday at my boy's house, and uh, just get out and have a good time and, and laugh and share stories and just, you know, go in on each other and, and bust balls. So that's it. Are we wrapping it up? Is that – I think, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff that I did this summer, but there we did a lot. I will just say that, so it's hard for me to pinpoint every single thing that we did. Um, but those were some of the highlights of my summer, my personal highlights. Plus, I got to spend a ton of time with uh, Tara, my girlfriend, and that's always a fantastic thing to do. So, um, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're going to wrap it up. We'll do it again next week. All right? Thanks for listening. Subscribe to it. Share it. Like it. Uh, follow the, the podcast, whatever the case may be. And as always, if you have a question, you can always shoot it out to me. Or if you want to get my opinion on something, send me an email. D Scott Radio. D-S-C-O-T-T Radio. R-A-D-I-O at Yahoo.com. Talk to you next week.